Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. We got a show for you this week. The Yokers. The Yokers. Oh, boy. You'll get there. Yeah. Spoiler. It's like one of the only good things about this episode. <laughs> it's particularly good, though. Yellow Bro, I, I think... I think yeah, Banks, Yellow Bro made a comeback. Yeah, so I, think, there. I think we need to revisit one of these Sunday mornings. We just need to, to revisit down memory lane some of these characters. Oh, that's what we should do for 100th? We should, like... Obviously, we can't listen to them all, but we should go we through... We could probably cherry-pick the... We should go through every episode and do, like, a, a highlight reel, basically, where we talk okay. about some of the best the best moments that stuck out. Uh, and we can't... How are we going to do that? We've got a few weeks. Let's discuss that. <laughs> I would love it, but I just think, like, it's time for this bitch and YOLO and, and Man and Kills Many Bear and Course Mick and... Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's nothing without Rodney. We haven't talked about Rodney Tahoe nearly enough. I've been seeing a lot more Rodney Tahoes around town, too, so I've been keeping my eye open there. What's the line from the movie? The lowest form of conversation is remember when? Oh, yeah. What's that from? Fight Club? I can't remember, but but uh, that's what comes to mind. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, at first, it's like, oh, it'd be cool to do a, a, a best of show. And then I'm like, yeah, but then we just literally be sitting here going, hey, Rodney right Tahoe. <laughs> you just like you turned to Chris Farley from SNL. Yeah, that show you did. It was it was great, man. <laughs> that was good. I it was like, good. I, I like. What was his name? Remember that? That? You remember that? <laughs> you were you were at Home Alone. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? That was great. Well, you were a Purple Rose of Cairo. <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> so, um, uh, what are you doing now? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't want some of the old characters. I, I want to look at what we should do is not do a remember when, but look at a, a new story or try to frame it through their context. What would what would what would this bitch think about how, where we are politically? Mm. How would he spin it? What would Yolo Bro think about? You know, it's, some it's, some current event. It's not a bad idea. And on, on that subject, what's the over-under of, of Donald Trump calling Joe Biden old Joe when the... When the... Uh, the Did he already do it? Does he already Because I've been calling him Stroke Biden. Stroke Biden? That's what I... Because, I mean, every time he opens his mouth, he sounds confused. I'm running for United States Senate. <laughs> Like, it sounds like he said this. It, it sounds like he's running for the reality. presidential of the condo board. Well, so I've just kind of decided. Anyways, I was like, I like this guy, so vote for me for the Senate. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is who you're backing? Like, you just, like, anyways. Yeah. yeah Yellow bro, this just, bitch guy. We'll, they they we'll, can cover the news. We'll cover the, yes, this bitch <laughs> in Yolo covers the news this week. That's what we should do. We should just, like, go to a news aggregate site. Top five stories and just turn into Yolo Bro and this bitch guy. Done. <laughs> We're doing that for the hundred. Enjoy the show this week. We got to run. Holla. See you. Monster podcast. I listened to a little bit of that. Oh, finally uh, heard them do it. Boogie Monster. Hey, Boogie Monster. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I didn't know. Uh, does he do it to Dave? Does Kyle do that to Dave? 
I haven't listened to them in a long time. It's kind of like that. They kind of fuck with each other. I hadn't heard them in a long time. It's pretty funny to hear them. But I, you know, it's I only listened to it because I was thinking in my head like, our pods have been all over the place. You know, like a little bit. Maybe we should. I don't know. Ring it in or choose a direction. Choose it. Yeah, <laughs> choose a more. It's uh, only been uh, ninety. Five episodes. Maybe we could finally ham- you know, ham- hammer down on a yeah. s- singular focus. I mean, sometimes it takes two years to do a thing. But uh, yeah, then I listen to them, and I'm like, oh man, they, they 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 come into this with nothing, and 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 their sound quality is even. I mean, Kyle and Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's not that good. It's not good, and even and it's like particularly bad. They're like, Dave's trying to like adjust it mid pod, so mm-hmm. like you know, <laughs> it's up and down, and it's just like. All right. If they, if these guys are not preparing anything, well, I mean, Kyle is a successful comedian by all standards. He's the voice of Comedy Central. He's got money. Not only that, he was saying on, on last week's that they were they were talking about the Oscars and if they had watched it, mm. you know. And uh, he's like, I can't watch that shit. And Kyle's like, I had some jokes in it, but Dave's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I wrote some jokes for it, but I, I don't, I, I don't watch abroad it was an interesting thing to think that as a working comedian you get contracted to write some intro bit for the oscars yeah but you're so uninterested that you don't watch your own joke to see how it if it goes down because at that point it doesn't matter that's like think about that in terms of an aspect of a comedian working comedian that you don't ever really think of this is going to be a distracting movie yeah (laughs) But you don't really think of, and because like some of the times these guys write jokes that they don't have to worry about landing. Yeah, I mean, because someone else is gonna is someone gonna try to lay that joke down, and if the joke doesn't land, it's not as if the writer gets thrown underneath the bus. It's it's not like if Bradley Cooper throws out like <laughs> he writes his, <laughs> like and he said rectum, <laughs> damn near killed him. Crickets. But anyways, Kevin Hart wrote that joke, so don't give me a hard time. <laughs> Kyle Kinane fucking wrote that joke, so he's the he's the anti-Semitic yeah. guy here, not me. Wasn't me. <laughs> not me. Wasn't me. Right, really. He could just write fucking terrible jokes. <laughs> like I wonder if like if a Hannibal Burris, because I know he's talked about this. He he's written jokes for for that type of like roasts. Yeah. A lot of these guys. What's that That'd one? What's fun. the one asshole? He's a he's successful. What? Anthony Jeselnik? No, the guy that does every one of them. Oh, uh, the guy who looks like a human penis. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you, st- I can't remember. Jeff. Jeff something. Yes. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. He does every one of them. See, and he's I a, used he's to loved by the Friars Club. Well, like, he is the but... old school guys, the Don Rickles of the world when they were still living. Like they all loved him. Well, here's the reason. Like, yeah, they're the only ones. The reason <laughs> being, I don't know anyone who thinks. See, he's I used funny. to think that he was lame. Yeah. Because he, I was like, why does this guy? Does this guy only go to these roasts. Mm-hmm. And it's because he writes all the jokes. He writes a lot of them. Jeff Ross, if they have, because they bring out, you know. They'll have Ann Coulter show up to these things. Yeah. And, you, you know, and then she gets up there and she's ripping people. And you're like, man, Ann Coulter's killing it. Yeah. And then that, not one yeah. of those jokes is written. Now. They have a staff and of writers. They, you have to be a good writer of jokes mm-hmm. because you have to say, wait a minute, who am I writing jokes for? Mm-hmm. And someone says Ann Coulter. And you think, no, but like for real, who am I writing jokes for? Yeah. Ann Coulter. 
oh fuck, man. Like I, because then you're talking about a, a different layer of jokes. Yeah. Because you're writing a joke that's going to be delivered by Anne fucking Coulter. You have to resist the urge to uh, turn turn the joke inward on the person if you don't like them. At that, I have a feeling. Or you embrace that completely. I forgot Gina Davis was in all this lingerie in the beginning. Good lord. Um, yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy, episode 90-something. She still looks good, man. Um, yeah, there's... Anyways, I'm, this is going to be distracting. She's in, like, a bikini in other parts of the movie. Maybe this wasn't the, the best one to choose, because my attention's going to constantly get... Sunday diverted. morning. Yeah. Um, but I suppose this past Oscars would have been the easiest to just not pay attention to, because there's no host. It was, yeah. It was hostless and hyper-woke. Yeah, but that I I, I think I think that probably is the new format moving forward. Maybe, but I think that would actually it, wouldn't that be more helpful for the comedic scene in Hollywood? Because if you if you for instance if the Oscars were to go the Golden Globe route, which would never happen now, and say Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. do you want to come host the Oscars? Ricky would be like. I, how much would be yeah. the number one question because it would have to be astronomical for him to accept that award to accept that yeah but then two if he took that award Ricky's going to write all his own jokes he's not worried if you hire a professional mm. Steve Martin uh, a Ricky Gervais a John Stewart they're going to have their team but they're going to write a lot of those jokes yeah because it's their show whereas yeah. if you go hostless you open up that to like all right well let's just hire Hannibal Burris Kyle Kinane let's just mm-hmm. hire let's just pay well the Oscars themselves hire writers to write for the people going up to do presentations and then those people also ha- hire their own writers to help them basically ad lib if they need to right I've heard behind the scenes on this before because Corolla has written every, Corolla was a writer every time Jimmy Kimmel hosted mm-hmm. I think he hosted two or three times mm-hmm so, I mean, he went into depth as far as how that whole process works, mm. when, you know, back when that was going on. Because they'll start a joke, they'll write a joke, and then they'll just keep redoing it and editing it and, twerk, and twerking it um, <laughs> until it's where they want it. And then sometimes they've got it exactly how they want it, and then they do it on the night of, and it falls flat. This was a bad movie. <laughs> Why? Gina Davis, man. Earth yeah. Girls are easy. In her prime. Ugh. I wonder what those what those puppies are looking like now. Are you eating fig newtons? Kind of. It's, it's a fig. It's a fig bar. Fig bar and a bubbly. Mm-hmm. Breakfast of champions. I don't really like breakfast. Interesting. But I know I need to eat something most of the time. Well, yeah, there's a guy that killed himself again. I can't believe that. I know we've talked about that many moons ago. I mean. And to do it the way he did it. Yeah, just for everybody listening, it's the dad from Hocus Pocus. The bad guy from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Found Cutting dead in his field. own throat. Found dead in a field with his own throat cut with the knife in his hand. <sighs> just because it's probably been 50 episodes, let's touch on this again. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe... Well, we dwelled on it pretty hard the last time it came up. I want to say it was during one of the early Halloween episodes, too. Probably during Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Because we watched Hocus Pocus That's at your true. house. I... Oh, like, why? How did you land on that? How, did, how does... Well, as you as you pointed out the first time we talked about this, most likely uh, some serious, like, 
I diddled guilt or something on that level going on to not only yeah, use it but inflict punishment it, in doing it. it, it yeah, because it just can't be. I'm, I've never had suicidal thoughts. Now, if you're depressed and you want to jump off a building, that's one thing. If you if you feel like I am going to do this and I'm going to make it really bad, then you did something. Like he's taking that whole Paul Bettany whipping myself from the yeah. Da Vinci Code yeah. to a whole new level. Well, that's flagellism. That's different. You understand that, right? That's yeah. a, that's like a sect of the Catholic Church, the flagellists. Oh, people really do that? Yes. So you can it, add them to the you know, the list of people I think are retarded. Well, not anymore. Uh, well. That was the whole point of that book was that it was uh, kind of a resurrection of a lot of old, probably now defunct aspects of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. So like the Illuminati were the scientific thinkers that were driven underground by the Catholic Church. So they formed their secret society. I had an Illuminati. This could be bullshit. But I had, you're not on Instagram, so you probably aren't familiar with this. If someone follows you on Instagram... And they want to send you a message, you have to accept the message. I actually, okay, yeah, I got one of these. I have an Instagram, okay, but mm-hmm. I just don't ever use it. Right. But not. someone saw it and, like, sent me a message. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to go in and say, I, I approve this right. message. I had to do that recently, and I declined because it was some dude I didn't know, and the message was just hi. And when I went to his profile, he's in all the, he's in, like, a tuxedo, but like with tails, like okay. a real, real fancy tuxedo. And he's in this in every picture, and he's got this almost like World Wrestling Federation size belt thing on over the tux, and so does every other man in the picture he's with. And every, every uh, written word from his bio to the captions of the pictures were about his Illuminati gatherings. And I was like, I don't think you're supposed to just do this out in the open. But either way, I, we're not talking. <laughs> You have to be the lamest person in the world to, if this person was real, Mm. to participate in some type of new age reconstruction of the Illuminati Mm. that posts pictures on fucking social media. Because that just defeats the entire purpose. These were low budge pictures too. Like, like this is like a a group of dudes like in Turkey somewhere. Oh boy. Like that's all like faded jeans, still listening to Billy Joel cassette tapes and yeah, shit. Yeah, but in these photos, they're all at like white tie gatherings. You know, they're really you know, uh, Society of the Skulls hamming it up there. Just like what the uh, there she is in the bikini. Well, what is it with secret societies? Like, what's the appeal there? Like, what do you get? Like, if you told me, if you yeah, Man. if you told me, <laughs> this is fucking absurd. Yeah, what, Jim, Jim Carrey and this and Damon Wayans. Some side boob there. Let's continue. He's got a great, a very well manicured yard. <laughs> this is a fucking wait. absurd film. I, I forget. It is. And it's just like, uh, so Jim Carrey's trying to make his way in Hollywood. Damon Wayans trying to make his way in Hollywood. They land this part, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They get to work. Jeff that Goldblum's day. like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, they get to work that day. Look at these fucking outfits. Like, how do you go home? <laughs> After a day on the set, how does Damon Wayans go to his friends? Like, how is the, how is the movie going? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Yeah, what, what jokes did the Wayans brothers have? <laughs> when Earth Girls are easy. For Damon, when this 
hit the theaters. I'm wondering if this is where they met. I'm wondering if this is where Damon and Jim, and Jim Carrey met. Like, is this is this role what got Jim Carrey on in Living Color? Can you track that success? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, does he get in Living Color if he doesn't land Earth Girls Are Easy and co-star with Damon Wayans? Because if he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without in Living Color, there's really no Jim Carrey as we know it. Let me tell you something. What were we talking about just before that? Oh, the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Would you join a secret society? The, the there has to be something to gain from it. Well, I, gain, I would hope, would not be my driving motivator. I would say, wow. She's like just nipping right Fuck, man. This is just... Uh, <laughs> she may as well not be wearing one. Fuck me. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I just want to point out, physically, she looks nothing like Topanga. <laughs> oh, no, I would Topang that. She was way. She's way way more. Fuck, my man! Style. You can basically see her nipples. Yeah, if it weren't for the, uh, they're even like you can see them, the 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 tones. So we know that she's got Gina's got some dark nipples. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Well, it's a pink bathing suit. There could be some color spectrum at work there. Um, you have uh, to. So, what I was saying was uh, that gain. If I was joining a secret society, the gain would not be my my primary motivator it would, it would there would have to be some kind of altruistic mission does that make sense it would it would like have to be save the planet save somebody something mm-hmm. it would have to be or or what if it was just to save the corporation <laughs> <laughs> then probably not <laughs> then it would, i'd have to be gaining <laughs> it would gain would have to come into it for me like you know if, if you, i've said it before like if you told me like if you join the church of scientology you become a multimillionaire. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm in. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm into this shit. It's just some money at the end of the tunnel. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That's... It just seems like in every movie, once you join the Society of the Skulls or whatever it may be, you find out that somebody killed a, a woman and his dad's covering it up for him. And I think you're thinking like, very rich people, secret societies. Are there poor people, secret societies? Because <laughs> if there are, then that might explain why they're poor. <laughs> Man, I got to do something. I, I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. But I don't have time. I mean, I work six hours, and then I come sit with y'all. You know, when am I supposed to find a different job? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Okay. <laughs> I think the secret societies ex- only exist for the elite and the wealthy. Um. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm saying that in in the in, in history, there certainly have been times where marginalized groups have had to create secret societies to function. The early Christians mm. were under were underground. Those they weren't secret, <laughs> but. You understand what I'm saying, like yeah. there's, there's, but I, I see what you're pointing out is more of that Paul Walker movie Bones or whatever that thing was called, that skulls, was, skulls that yeah. was, you know, or and and the the the, the, the groups Yale or Harvard. But that, there are there are even societies that aren't private that that nobody really knows what the fuck they do. Like every time I drive past a Freemason temple, I'm like, what do they do? 
Well, I told you about the time I finally got into the one on Ponce. The yeah. one that's ugly as fuck. No. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, the one that was super red? Every, like. No, it just looks like an Indian temple that's oh, yeah, on yeah. Ponce. That's a Shriner temple, I thought. The Arab temple. So it's just, yeah, they're Shriners. I'm talking about the Freemasons. Is that something, that's something totally These different. are Masons, too. Oh. What do they do? Oh, I don't know, but I, I had never been in the building, and then a guy I worked with was doing some, he works with leather and makes clothes, and they were going to do like a, it was a mart kind of. He makes leather clothes? He makes makes leather, but he also makes clothes. He works with leather, and he makes clothes. Shut mm. the fuck up. <laughs> so they just, opened, they were, they were going to have this. Just a this, lot of kink at the Shriners Temple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. We have the parade for the kids, and then we do butt stuff in, in leather bondage clothes uh, after work before we go home. <laughs> just a bunch of old men. We sponsor hospitals and wear leather gags. And... <laughs> just a bunch of old men into a, into a gay kink that want to help sick kids. Nothing sexual. We just dress up in leather and raise money for kids. Oh, yeah. Whenever we do the parade for the kids, I always have a butt plug firmly up in, in my ass. It's part of the it's part of the way it works here. It's part of the fun. It's part of the fun, really. No, but the, I had never been in. I only went to this thing strictly so I could go in to this temple and see because you know I've driven by it my whole life. And when I was a kid, I certainly thought it was a church for Indian people. Yeah. But we went in there, and it was just a it was like a time machine. The there's no windows, as you know. When you drive past that thing, it literally looks like a temple. Mm. And it's red plush carpeting. I mean, um, chandeliers. Like isn't it? Isn't it likely that those kinds of groups think they're more highfalutin than they really are? I don't know what it. What it, they had pictures of every single member. Uh, you know, it looked like they took yearly roll, right? And everyone had to get take a picture, and they put it on the walls. And it's just this. <laughs> collage of whiteness, mm. 100 years worth of Atlanta whiteness, and you could kind of see, like, I don't know what they controlled, but it, it, it's just another point. avenue you... for white men to conglomerate and exclude women. I mean, it's just very clear that that's what those types of, of groups were, they, were, don't were you doing. Don't think that they don't really have power? They just think they do because they're in a group. Like, like, I remember like when I was at church, as a kid, you could tell that all of the ushers who were in charge of like greeting people at the door and passing out bulletins, you could all kind of tell like, oh, we, we feel like we're the secret service of church today. It's like, yeah, but you're just a guy yeah, who gets well, to stand while everybody else sits. Yeah, and I've had that, I've had that, the beef, the beef with the elders. You don't really have any power here. You're just an old man who's been here longer than I have. Well, that's what that's what it is, though. That's what what like the it's 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 anything. It's yeah. an it's an ability to try to control a situation, to to gain respect in a situation. Mm. Uh, and there's no worse than that than a church elder. Sometimes, 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, they get their little badge. They go to their meetings. Yeah, they get to take the money. Mm-hmm. Think about that. It's yeah. always like when the time comes for the church to ask for your money and pass that that plate around. It's always the elders yeah. that are passing the plate around. And I tell Leah, I'll go to a church one day when I see a woman as a church elder. Mm. Find me that church. And I'll go to that one. I'm not going to go to that one with the regularity. I'm just saying I'll go to that. I'll give that one a try. How about Unitarian churches do that? Because they mm-hmm. have, like, lady preachers. Me- Methodist, yeah. yeah. Unitarians, Methodists. Um, yeah. The, 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 there's an element that, I mean, there's even a gay woman. That was a, a, 
uh, minister at one of the Lutheran, or Lutheran, not Lutheran, but uh, Methodist churches. Mm. But yeah, you just don't see in it. The South. We had a we had we took Vivian when she was little to church. Um, I mean, Leah still takes her now, but when she was little, and there was another baby in front of us, and the baby that particular baby was making some noise, cooing and calling. Mm-hmm. And the other comes up and taps on my shoulder and is like, "Hey, we have a an adult room. It's this fucking room. So it's one of these big churches, but off the main auditorium they have a." Family room, they call it. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucking thing, they might as well. I would, I dig it, but they might as well put you in a fucking cave. There's no lights in this room. And it's just like this fucking room yeah. that's vac sealed, so that it doesn't disturb the service. So you, your kid you had to go there, even mm-hmm. though V wasn't crying. The guy walks over to me and he says, "We have a family room. Mm-hmm. It's very suggestive." He he's saying, "We have a family room that you, we're happy to escort mm-hmm. you to." If she's I was like, no, no, shut up. she's fine. That's not her. Mm-hmm. That's another kid. She's like, I know, but it kind of disrupts the service. Like, yeah, we're not going to go to your room. <laughs> I said, it's just like, I was like, enough, bro. I get it. You know, you, hey, yeah, fuck off. Well, here, well, here's the thing. This dude was older than fuck. Yeah. And his he was wearing a suit that was older than fuck. Yeah. And he didn't. I'm giving him more credit for his tone than was actually given to me. Yeah. There was certainly an element of asshole in his tone. Yeah. And then when I explained to him, like, no, like, hey, it's good. I wasn't her, and that room's very dark. That's exactly what I said. I was like, that wasn't our child. <laughs> can you imagine the, the usher ceremony? So now that you can carry the offering plate, you may now condescend <laughs> to whomever you choose. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Good, good, good. Num, 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 num. Um, we have a children's room. Yeah. I'd like to take you there. Yeah, your child is being too loud, and it's disrupting the ceremony. But it wasn't this. And uh, I said that, and then that's when he's like, yeah, but she, she's just kind of disrupting. Like, no, she's not. Yeah, that wasn't her. No, so, you are. Yeah. So now you're, and your breath stinks because it was like right in my face, you know. And I was like, no, it wasn't her. And, if anyone's disrupting the and, service, and, and, and Leah's right looking now. at me, and I'm, I know that I can't, you know, it's church. I yeah. can't really unleash the beast, as it were. But I was like, we're not going to go to your room yet. No. And he's like, oh yeah, well you just know. He gave me a lot of sass and walked. You just know. I didn't know what that means. He's like, yeah, I do. Get the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, damn. And he walks away. He's like, fuck. That was not a good comeback. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't. You just know what am I, an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> but he sees a guy, long hair. Mm. You know, it just feels like he can just walk. Did up. he address the people with the crying kid, mm. or just you? Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably knew them. Yeah, they were regulars. No, it, it talking about this reminds me of like when we went to this particular church on a regular basis. I remember there was a. There was a senior woman. She was kind of like the nearest thing to uh, an usher amongst the men. And whenever she came into the the sanctuary prior to service starting, all the adults knew, like, oh, she's coming to look for um, nursery volunteers. Oh, boy. Like, that's why she's coming down here. And I remember, like, I think my mom was like, fuck, she's going to pick me. Like, she could just see her coming. Volunteers? At 10, I'm like, just say no. I don't. I did. I never understood this power that the group gave this the, one woman, the, her and the guys. And the thing is, is the, as far as like the offering play guys, they weren't all elders. Like the one guy who was in charge of them, you could tell was on a real power trip. His name was Don. But everybody else, they were they ranged from like people my age because they wanted the youth involved to like my dad's age and everything in between. And I just. I remember being part of that group and like these dudes, it's like, oh yeah, we get to manage the money and we're going to go count. Like you could just tell everybody's like, we're the secret service of the church. You could tell they had a power trip, especially that woman. And I just remember thinking like, who are these adults being pushed around by just other adults? They're not policemen. So they're not court 
they're, they, they're not judges. But, like, the, but adults, <laughs> you put the right adult into the right situation, and they will cower like small children. Yeah. They really will. And they'll cower to perceived power. I think yeah. that says a lot about the who we are as a people. Like we will about- we will acquiesce to what we perceive as a person in position of power. Not to not not boost it myself here, but what does it say about me at that age and even this age now? Just say no. Or I would be like, no, fuck off. <laughs> Oh, and I is that is that rebellious or is that me seeing through the bullshit? Leah, it's like a most backhanded compliment sometimes, but she's like when she's when we meet people or she's talking about me, and it's like that very uh, married couple type thing where you're kind of throwing shade at your partner, but Mm -hmm. she'll always say it very similar, same way, and be like. Oh, I mean, he's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. Like, I'm that person. Like, Leah, and when she says it, it, it's both endearing and it also sounds like she's saying he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But she loves that about me because I just won't. Yeah. I'm happy to tell you, like, oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and she, I call it my yeah. Larry, my inner Larry David. And she's like, yeah, you're not as bad, but it's very similar. <laughs> like, I just don't have a, my bullshit meter. I cannot function with it. Right, I cannot so function with your bullshit. My question is, if if your average adult cowers to perceived power, authority, per- yeah, authority, is it, is, are we just better? Are we rebellious? Can we, or are we seeing through the, the veil of bullshit and not um, perceiving authority? Like, I want to, I want to preface, I don't, I don't think that we... I want to preface that if someone that never listened to the show before was listening to this, we're not better. It's not like I just started at 10 years old saying no to adults. Mm -hmm. I certainly had the thought that like, no, (laughs) but I didn't do it. This is, this has been something I've acquired over time. There's been a level of, um, I won't say unraveling the social fabric, Mm -hmm. but I often joke that we have to live within that social fabric, but I like to play with the rules Mm -hmm. and that's what I do. I don't really break any trend or, or I'm not a, a real fucking uh, – I'm not forging any new path yeah. like a Larry David as it comes to dealing with this, with the societal fabric. But I think what we've just discovered is that we just – there's a level of freedom that's found in that not only do we think mm-hmm. the way we think because every – I think most people think the way we think as far as that, yeah. as far as the wanting to say no to things. Yeah. But I've just learned – the freedom that comes with acting on it. I and just, I think mo- like that's the issue. Most people have the same power that we do, almost mm-hmm. all. But like, and I tell no cheese Sean all the time, not throwing shade at him, mm-hmm. but he's not good at saying no. Yeah. So in a work setting, unless there's cheese involved, unless there's cheese involved <laughs> <laughs> or just good food in general. No, no, no. I want hot dogs. So yeah, I got one for you about him, by the way. <laughs> But he doesn't say no, and he's an amazing worker. Sean, do you want lobster? Ew! <laughs> Filet mignon? Gross. Oh, God. Gross. I want french fries. Can I just get the sirloin well done with ketchup? The Trump, please? Yes, flank steak. <laughs> Overcook it. Can I have hard flank steak? <laughs> Cook it hard. Here's the guy that specifically asked for a flank steak well done. <laughs> Sir, that's pretty much every flank steak. It's impossible. It's to impossible do a to do a medium rare, rare flank steak, sir. Uh, <laughs> the minute it touches the grill, it's not medium rare anymore. Uh, but Sean's a great. You don't even have to flip it. <laughs> yeah, Sean's a great worker, but he doesn't say no to people. And even those who aren't assholes tend then to abuse that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to say no. 
And I'm trying to train him on that, is that you have to do that. You have to be able to tell someone, just because someone asks you a thing, doesn't matter, even if they are in a real position of power. Want to be a beautiful moment when he says no to you one day? And you well, he said no to me. And you're learning. He, that, that's a good point. Uh, you know, but you should put him to the test. He, uh, here's Sean, lick my balls. <laughs> no, just lick him real quick. No, see, like how hard? How hard was that? You said no. Well, like, do I have to right now? Uh, I had a Sean one for you. No, I, I can't. Oh, the idiot comes into work. You know, all the man has. We talked about societal fabric. Just because I know he doesn't listen. It, the things that he finds uncouth, right? The things that he won't do because it look because of the look of it. Mm. Exactly what we're talking about now. Someone who's who's in, inhibited in their actions and their decision making because of their fear and or worry about what someone else will perceive it or yeah. how they'll take it. Yeah, and he is very much he is very much in that vein of a person who is concerned about the the look of a thing, the optics. Oh yeah, like how will this look? Right. Yeah, I never that never bothered. never crosses my mind. I mean, look at me. Yeah, I mean sir, <laughs> that's a good point. How how you and I present ourselves yeah. to the world says everything you should probably I mean, know about. I put on a nice suit when I know the occasion calls for it. Yeah, absolutely. I try and dress well for work, especially if I'm going to go see a customer. But today, no, not so much. Yeah. There's stains on every piece of article of clothing I'm wearing right now. Some of them probably come. Could be. <laughs> Could be. I mean, I'm just going with odds. Yeah, I mean, you bone up in the middle of a work day, get a little bit of pre-cum, and yeah, then it sticks to your it. pants. That's it. But them. all that about Sean and, and his fear and or worry about optics. The man walks into work the other day with just the most blatant hickey. Mm. And I was like, are you, are we 12? It's like that's, uh, I keep coming back to with Sean. Like, he is. You have to, I mean, you, there are, there's celebrating a year anniversary. Right. Mm-hmm. This will be our shit on Sean segment. And that's the butt stuff anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> and but we're talking and, and and you know, we're talking about that and uh the hickey and he's like, You're an idiot and everyone at work is seeing this thing. It's so blatant and for all the man's concern about optics, he's just openly accepting it. And I'm like, How about you just not do that? Yeah. You're you've you've been together for a year. You know how many hickey hickeys I've had in ten years with Leah? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Because what adult? Got the ones listen, on my dick. What adult? <laughs> you 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 are having regular sex now. Oh, good. No, I mean him. <laughs> Speaking, you know, he's having regular sex. What is the? How do you get off on someone sucking your neck yeah. to the point that it leaves a deep, deep purple mm-hmm. bruise-looking thing? Like, what is it? Suck a dick. Put a finger in an asshole. Yeah. Why are you fucking sucking? Do both. Yeah. But here's the best part, right? So, <laughs> and it, as you know, and as most know, I was the Sherpa for his his journey up this mountaintop to, to getting laid all the time, right? And having a girlfriend. And so um, he mentions, "What did you do for Leah on y'all's one year anniversary?" And I said, "One year anniversary of dating." And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's not a real anniversary, so nothing." <laughs> and I didn't. We don't do that. <laughs> I don't celebrate the one. I don't remember the date of our first date. Right. And two, even if I did, I wouldn't celebrate it because it's not an anniversary. Right. But that's just me. I get it that some people do, but that's me. So we're talking. He's like, well, I was like, also what I would do. And I, this is advice for anyone is avoid gifts and do experiences. 
Yeah. If he's not a good cook, so you attempting to make a meal. He doesn't like food. He doesn't like food, but so but him attempting to make a meal, her knowing that he's a shit cook, mm-hmm. there in of itself is a wonderful gift. Mm. But he says, and this is where it gets good. But it won't be good. No, it won't be. <laughs> Do you like popcorn? <laughs> Out of a bag? And tater tots? <laughs> popcorn tater tots. He's lit candles, but they're all like cinnamon scented, which is just ruining the flavors of everything. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Frozen popcorn shrimp and, <laughs> and way too many scented candles that clash. Like you got lemon and vanilla and cream, fresh cotton over here, and Christmas tree over there. Pine <laughs> smells like potpourri. Hell. In one room, he's got fucking nag champa burning. Well, actually <laughs> fine. I don't mind frozen popcorn shrimp. Do you have tartar sauce? Ew, gross. <laughs> No, I just have ketchup. <laughs> and only ketchup. I made fancy sauce. <laughs> uh, so he says, I, I tell him, the, I said, do the experience. Go on our favorite hike. Choose your favorite restaurant. Cook your cook a meal. You know, put the effort in. And he says, I feel like I've done a lot of experiences. I think I want to go with a thoughtful gift. So I, I text him back and I say, <clears throat> you do you. That's exactly what I said. You do you. And then he responds, yeah. I think I'm going to go with a nice, playful refrigerator magnet and a card. <laughs> okay. I look down. I see this on my phone. I see this on my phone. And I, without even thinking, just inst- instinctually, because remember the text, I can show you. It's wonderful. I took a screenshot for Bert. What a romancer. Yeah. I, so I had said, just to preface, just to reiterate, yeah. I had said, you do you, bud. Yeah. It just said, you do you. And he responded with that. I'm going to get a nice, play, playful refrigerator magnet yeah. and a card. Aren't they all? I immediately said, don't do you. <laughs> We've established yeah. that that's already dead. Within yeah. two seconds, do not just do you. Mm-hmm. Please do not get her a fucking magnet and a card. <laughs> it blew my mind. It shouldn't have. It shouldn't have blown my mind. So the next day, I read him this. Just so I was like making sure... He, that he's trying not to, to drink as much. Was it? Was this a beer night? Tell me this was a beer night that just got away from you. <laughs> and and, and the, this idea for a one-year anniversary. Because my thing was, like, it's so dumb to do this. Because you start celebrating these weird, innocuous, fucking all-over-the-place all anniversaries. I was like, you're going to be buying gifts on Arbor Day if you, if you yeah. go down this road. Well, yeah, like I knew they have divorced now, but I knew a couple who celebrated their... Dating anniversary, yeah. And then they eventually got married, and they celebrated their Regular. marriage anniversary. Yeah. I'm like, the one from when you were 16 doesn't count. No, it's not an anniversary. It's just <laughs> not. I, 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 I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yeah, but it's not. It's not an anniversary. And that's why he was like, so you didn't get her anything for y'all's anniversary? I was like, no, because that's not an anniversary. Mm-hmm. We barely get gifts for actual things. Yeah, like my tenth is coming up in a few a few weeks. Oh, wow. And we're not really doing it. Well, you know why we're not doing anything. We're going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, wow. The wonderful city of. But, uh, oh, God, a refrigerator magnet. Like, I was expecting you to say, like, I'm going to go to Kay Jewelers. <laughs> Free kiss begins with Kay. I'm going to go to Jared. I heard that Jared is where, you know, I went to Jared. Yeah, yeah. No, that I, I would have actually been like, well, okay. That's I'm going to get a gold-plated heart locket. <laughs> 
my from the, uh, with my picture. In <laughs> What's that actress? Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, the Jane, the Jane something collection. It was always the <laughs> Jane Seymour collection. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, he he's later he, a locket and an infinity. You know, I love producer Burke, but he had an equally dumb moment. He <laughs> both of them did. So I'm sitting there. You know, the, the two of them and I have just have talked for years about just like you and I, but things to do that we can run a bit like what business could we run mm. and do and do well together and make money? What, you know, what could we do together? And some of the ideas have been off the wall, but the other night I was in a moment of inspiration and I said to the guys, I said, fellas, what industry needs to be disturbed, needs to be shaken up, needs to be, um, that, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm. A complete rethinking. Mm. And I didn't provide them any context. I just threw that out. And I love them both, but the answers were just indicative of why we'll probably never own a business together. <laughs> because, the, I mean, they, they first thing they lead out, Burke says, fucking cards. And then he backs it up with fucking birthday cards or greeting cards. Now, before I have a chance to be like, well, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm in the industry. It's not worth your time. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, before I had a chance to say that's fucking stupid, here yeah. comes fucking no cheese. Hmm, that is a good idea. Like a funny card? Or blah, blah, blah. So I stopped. What if we put poop jokes yeah, on cards yeah, yeah, yeah. and then said happy birthday? So I said, uh, you know, while they're having their fucking idiot moment, mm. I was like, fuck, man. Hold on, fellas. The e-commerce cards are already done. Leah doesn't go to a printer now for cards. This is like Tony Soprano that, that, asking... Chris and Polly a serious question and then having to listen to them work it out but just fucking like breathing heavy that fat guy away and just like you know fucking forget it well forget it so uh, never mind so here's the best and Sean was dying when I read this back to him the next day with with like my perspective on like you fucking nitwits yeah so they laid out the cards and I was like fellas that's been done mm-hmm. you can go online right now and create we create our own cards Leah does it yeah cheap mm-hmm. cheap 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 that's done. The card industry has has not. What it's already happened. Whatever's going to happen to the card industry is is happened. So, I said, let's. I'm going to give you context, right? So I said, Casper totally disrupted and changed forever the mattress business. Mm-hmm. Uber totally disrupted and changed the transportation industry. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, I'm not asking you to think of the next Uber. <laughs> I'm asking you, though. Clearly, you're not going to. You're not to. going to. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the context that I'm working in. What industry needs a complete shakeup? Podcasting. Right. Whatever. <laughs> and so I thought that would jar them loose from this. And Burke was like, oh, yeah, cards. Okay, that's already been done. Well, Sean's next big idea. You're ready, America. Magnets. All seven of you. No, no, no. Batting cages. Hmm. That ever burgeoning business yeah. of batting cages. Well, hey, that, when I'm not here or working, I'm at the yeah. batting cage. And he says I'll, it'll be like the Top Golf of batting cages. I was like, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. In my mind, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this, and then Bert rescues himself from the previous nitwitted card segment. He comes back to reality because he's a smarter human being. And he says, oh, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, Alcohol and and balls flying at people's faces. Just (laughs) because I said, Top Golf. Can I get some more loaded nachos? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a death call on the wall. Yeah. Sean's batting. And and the thing is, I I explained to Sean, Top Golf works because 
from eight to eighty, mm-hmm. people can have fun with that. And you send the ball. The ball doesn't come to you. Yes, the ball is is exiting <laughs> away from the patrons, right? And at worst, a a golf ball might fly off and hit something. Uh, you might lose a club downrange, mm-hmm. right? But you're you're not standing in a batter's box with your beer in hand, waiting for a pitch to come your way. With a bat in your hand. There's just so many elements Small children of stupidity. Yeah, of just dumbness with this. Just <laughs> absurdity. And he, he's trying to double down on this. Like, no, no, you get so I, so I want beer. So I was like, I didn't want to go too hard on him. Especially, I mean, not on Burke, because Burke rescued himself with, mm. his, with his logical brain. Yeah. But I, the only takeaway I could really come away with was years we've been talking about wanting to do something Mm-hmm. In a business setting, because I know both of those individuals are some of the hardest working people, mm-hmm. and I would love that. I would love to, to to work with them just because I know that the work ethic would be there. But I was like, if this is the best you two can come up with, cards <laughs> and batting cages, and batting cages <laughs> we're done. We're not going to get very far <laughs> because the, if this is our ideas, yeah. like this is not good. It's mm-hmm. not good. And then. You know, once we got out of that, it just ran them on into any other regular conversation. I was like, I don't think these are the two guys I'm going to build a business empire with. <laughs> so how'd you get rich? Well, we started a series of batting cages. Didn't think that was going to be successful. <laughs> and we took that capital and invested in the greeting card industry, <laughs> which was on a serious decline. <laughs> And still is. It, it was on a, we were told a pretty much unrecoverable decline. <laughs> but we like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we called it Uber cars. <laughs> <laughs> and the batting cage business is Amazon cages. We just copied popular names. That's ultimately how the success got got. Well, we franchised it with MySpace batting cages. <laughs> and then, of course, Facebook batting cages came in and took over. Instacage never really picked up the steam we thought it would. Instacage sounded kind of kinky. It got kinky. Yeah. The web searches got us in trouble. We built a, a little message board, but it was taken over by child diddlers. <laughs> that was a whole thing. <laughs> I uh, I don't have a business idea that's going to shake any industry up, but I've I've had the thought for a long time that we should. I want to open a sandwich restaurant. Just sandwiches. Yeah, but like I want to I want to keep it. I want to follow the victory model in the sense that like here we have like five sandwiches, and maybe they rotate, but we have five. No, you can't you can't alter it. You can't add shit to it or take shit away. This is what you get, and uh, no chips. We will be a French fries only sandwich place. Because mm-hmm. I hate when you go to a sandwich place and you're like, uh, do you have fries? We have chips? Like, ah. We've done this on the pod. That idea is is honestly no better mm-hmm. than a batting cage. Well, I'm not looking to shake an industry up. I just like the idea of having maybe not even a restaurant, maybe a food, not truck, but trailer. This just does well, five you, you really your, good sandwiches you really well. You your, your roll-up truck there for a mm-hmm. while, just a yeah. pizza roll-up truck. Yeah. Well, that's different. In the sense, like, that was sort of like the the fry guy approach. Like, you're just going to do one thing, make it really tasty and cheap, and people will want it. But, like, if I had the ability, I would, I would want to open up a... She's going to go for him with that tongue. Um, if, if I had the ability, I would I would have a little sandwich restaurant. And I would do, you know, 
there'd be like a grilled cheese and tomato soup sandwich. There'd be a buffalo chicken sandwich. There'd be a classic club sandwich. You know, you'd have like five to pick from, and that's it. And they're cheap, and they're good, and yeah. they're little. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but it's not. A, I'm not. It's not shaking up any tech tech world industry. Or anything. I, I, I'm not. You know, tech world, schmeck world. I'm just saying. There's there's something needs to be. There's, I mean, there's there's always new ideas. I'm surprised neither of them turned it around on you and said, okay, Mr. I hate reading cards and batting cages, what's your idea? Well, they could have, and that would have been fair. But it was a legitimate question. I was like, can y'all think of an industry that needs to be shaken up? Can the... And I I presented the question last night when I went to the United game with a friend of mine. I I was just saying, there's something that we're still doing collectively as, as Americans or citizens of the world that we hate doing, have to do. We have to do it. We hate to do it, and we all we, we probably even say there has to be a better way to do this, and no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Where's that? What is that mm-hmm. idea? I think of the food delivery. Thing. Mick Schmear was a, a hit, by the way. Last night I went full Mickey Starlight. Oh, I, I ate a 150 gram edible. That's milligrams. That's mm. a fuck load of. Yeah. And, and it was a wild ride. And Mickey Starlight came out, and the guy was like, "What? Is, who is Mickey Starlight?" Because he was enjoying himself. With Mickey, and I explained that. <laughs> Where were you last night? Atlanta United game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go to the club? Was this that night? Titty bar? Oh no, that's oh great pod. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> so yesterday morning we were getting ready and we um we were going to go to the game. Jeff ended up getting us field passes. We were on the field. Mm. Anyways, uh, Dad was asking me. He came by. I was saying, what are y'all doing tonight? And I was like, well, we're going to go to United. My friend's got, he's going to, he's presenting the music. And sure enough, he was. The two guy, my, my buddy did the music for him. And he was on the big screen and stuff. And uh, we were saying, though, you know, we're going to go out after. And he's like, we're all going. I was like, we talked about the shoe show. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, when am I going to get an opportunity to go with like an entourage to, he's like, are you going to go to Magic City? And I was like, I had said maybe, but I doubt they'll go there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're talking about it. And Leah's like, what's going on? I was like, oh. I said, well, we might go to the shoe show after the game. She's like, do we, we need to talk about this. And I was like, oh, hey, we have. Remember? You didn't make a man decision? Because I remember this conversation. Like, you would have just made a man decision. Well, hold on. But that's not the point. I was like, wait, no. I even meant, I even we said. We were just talking about perceived power, not 10 minutes Yeah, ago. but I had said to her, I said, I said at the time, I, I even said this yesterday. I was like, I have to, wait a minute. We've already discussed this. I even mentioned it on the pod that you had surprisingly mm-hmm. acquiesced and given permission to this. And she was like, well. And I was like, yeah, so hold on. And she was like. I don't know. I think we need to talk about this. So you some grimy, gross play. I was like, no, this is like, you know, these women, they work hard. They make a lot of money tonight. They're professional sex workers. And she's like, yeah, professional sex workers. I was like, oh, exactly. These aren't, I'm not going some random. I'm not asking you to go. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just. I'll go sit in the grime in the filth. And it was just like, wow, now we're talking about this in front of everybody. And you're acting like we didn't talk about this and you didn't give approval. And then so I call her later after I leave and it got a little weird, to be frank with you. And I was like, hey, I love you. And she's like, yeah. She was like, you can go. I trust you. I was like, well, well fucking A. I'm not going now. <laughs> you serious? Because now it's like, yes, you can go. Huh? <laughs> I'm just going to give you shit about it for the next month. Yeah, like, don't get a boner when you're there. Uh. Did you get, oh, were they hot? Were they super hot? <laughs> you know, Kristen goes to these places. That's, what I always, that's always my rollback. I wish you were more like Kristen. <laughs> she Kr- goes. Kristen goes. 
She gets she gets lap dancing. She thinks it's hot. She gets all fucking hot, and they go home and they have great sex. We have we come home and get mad. You go. I'm gonna go. You're gonna just make me pray for an hour. <laughs> Forgiveness. Thanks God she doesn't listen to this. There's my there's my Sunday prayer. I'm glad she doesn't listen. I wish you were more like Christian. She goes to titty bars. She doesn't make Brent come home and just pray and hold hands and shit. You go say ten Hail Mary. When they're doing great butt stuff post titty bar, we're over here reading John chapter fucking twelve. <laughs> oh shit yeah if you went on a Saturday that'd be the Sunday where she was like I'm going to 6am mass some <laughs> Catholic church I've never even been to so you gotta get your ass up and watch the baby yeah like you'd get you'd get retroactive punishment like when a a dad in the 1970s finds out his kid was drinking the night before so he makes him get up real early and cut the grass to teach him a lesson mm. like if you went you wouldn't have been able to come here this morning. <laughs> you, know. you, would have, you would have been uh, putting on your your cleanest dress shirt and going to a very early mass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just funny. It was like, come on, we definitely talked about this. It's just so funny. The day of, I don't know. We need to talk about this. What is there to fucking talk about anymore? You, you, what, what, are what? you concerned let's, that let's I'm going to leave you for yeah. Cassandra, the black girl who claps her ass really well at Magic City? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, What is there to talk about, though? <laughs> like, Let's assume that I was dead set on going. I wasn't. Yeah. I was already tired. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fucking legitimately an old man now. It was like 2.30 in the afternoon, and I was like, I need to like have a cup of coffee. Like, what the fuck's I wrong? Know, I took a nap yesterday from two to four. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but had I really wanted to go, like, what is there to talk about? Like, is there going to be like rules? Mm-hmm. Well, she's never done that before. So, what have been like? Here's the ground rules: you can go, but you can't have anyone ride your dick. <laughs> can't have anyone grind your shit. Well, then why am I going? Well, then what? Are, what are <laughs> you can't drink. You can't look at the same girl with both eyes. <laughs> what? You can't smoke. If you come home smelling like pussy and, and perfume, if I see any glitter, I'm like, what am I? What? what? <laughs> All of those things happen the minute I walk in the door. I smell like pussy, there's glitter on me, yeah. and I'm smoke. Boom! Right out the door, I'm already in trouble, and I've just walked in. It is one of the wildest sort of... Can you still smoke in, in a shoe show? Some of the... Well, uh, I don't know, because Atlanta has that whole new... They banned indoor smoking, period. I don't know. I, I didn't know that. I thought they still had the thing where if a business was like... If you're... If, 80% of your business was liquor sales, they allowed smoking. Maybe there's an exception there, but like, I remember for the longest time, if you, like, that was the, that was the way that the Vortex kept it. They switched to 21 and up and, and wrote that. I'm pretty sure now Vortex included, Star Bar, every, every bar, even like Wild Wing Cafe on uh, Exit 11, which was famous for its huge smoking section in 2019, it's all banned. Wow. Indoor smoking period is out. I don't even think you can smoke in the Claremont anymore. I mean, whoa. I mean, what are you going to do? Go outside? I mean, there, there, I, there might be a rule, 
But I want to see the person that goes to the Claremont and complains and gets like well, the smoke the the regular yeah well, the regular the Claremont. The titty his, bar is a hard one because if if that law affects them, like I, I've been to enough titty bars to know you can't just walk in and out. No. You pay, you walk in, you're in. If you walk out, you got to pay again to yeah. come back in. Like they're they're they they're not they're not stamping hands. It ain't fucking Six Flags. <laughs> So like if all of a sudden all of your regulars have to go outside to smoke every ten minutes, yeah, and now you know now they're gonna miss their favorite you know, ass shaking, you know titty girl, right? How does that affect your business? Maybe maybe the uh, the shoe show gets a pass. I don't know. Grandfathered in. I don't know. I don't know how that rule works. I know that when they when they passed the initial ban all those years ago, because mm. I mean I'm old enough, you're old enough to remember that question when you went to a restaurant smoking or not smoking. Yeah. And, of course, my family was like, no, it's <laughs> I remember going to, like, TGI Fridays, like, at 17, and, like, the bar was, they still had smoking on that side of the restaurant. Oh, yeah. That wasn't that long ago. Waffle House. We oh, spent yeah. so much time in Waffle House just because it was a place where you go smoke cigarettes. We barely ate. Yeah. we had, They hated us. We were a bunch of 17-year-olds sneaking cigs and drinking 19 cups of coffee. Get Our bill was $1.17 and leaving $1.40. Yeah. Uh, they, I can't even imagine the <laughs> hatred that they had for for our our young little crew. Mm. I mean, they must have absolutely despised us. We were there for all hours. I haven't been to a real titty bar in some time, probably since I went to the Cheetah with Kristen and my parents and my cousin and her husband. Right. Keep going. <laughs> um, the roll call. Of- that was like I don't know, probably two over two years ago. Um, I don't have the desire to go to one. But if, like, my brother-in-law was in town, and he and I always go to the Claremont, but if, if he was in town, he's like, let's go to let's go to a real one. Let's go to the Pink Pony. Like, yeah. I'd want to go. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a question for, like, hey, Kristen, can I go? Like, it wouldn't be a thing. She wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, because Kristen's the best. <laughs> my, I guess what I, like... Can she call Leah? I don't... Other than maybe a religious moral hang-up, or the feeling of being visually cheated on, because you're fantasizing, assumingly, you're fantasizing about some other girl in a titty bar. Right. What is the hang-up? Because, like, if it is, like, if it's a moral religious thing, you're never going to win that argument. No. Because, um, I mean, I know, as as anybody does, you know, you can't reason with those people. No. Um, and then, but if it's a, I feel like you're cheating on me argument, it's like, do you want to see my phone? Because I'm looking at way worse <laughs> shit on my phone almost every day. <laughs> Like, here, it's limitless. Yeah. Like, there... You know what's not going to be happening at that strip club? <laughs> There's no stepmom getting her hand stuck down a garbage disposal. No one's going to gag on my dick. <laughs> That's true. For one, they couldn't, because it's not very long. <laughs> For two, you're not allowed to do that. Right. You know, like, if, if there's any contact, it's initiated by them, and it's usually with their butt crack yeah. on the outside of my pants. Right. For a minute and 50 seconds. You, because then the song's over. Do you think that, like, some of these women... Like, here's something of, I... It's just because it's better than... We're not really discussing porn, so that's positive. But we're still discussing something. It's early. It's early, yeah. Um, like, do they know when a dude's blasting a load in their pants? I guess that depends on what kind of underwear he's wearing and how thick the pants are. Okay. Because, like, if Jeans feel like they're probably... You wouldn't know. No, but like some khakis and some thin underwear, and if it's a real egg yolk, <laughs> they'll know. 
Like, if you're the kind of guy <laughs> a real who, who purposely stays away from his own dick for, like, seven to ten days, <laughs> so you really build up a, a shooter just so you can go to Follies on Buford Highway and have the skinny blonde, <clears throat> who's real good at winking her butthole, <laughs> grind on your, you know, your ten-day boner so you can shoot a real yoke into your shorts, she's going to feel it. <laughs> She's got to know, especially if you do it in the middle of the song, because she's still got more songs. <laughs> the question is not, do they feel it? It's, do they act repulsed and run away when they do? Because you're not getting tipped, I would think. <laughs> I painted a picture there for you. <laughs> it's the yoke. <laughs> Are they like white? I guess would have made more sense. Oh. Yoke is way better, bro. It's just, you wait seven to ten days, get a real yoke built up. She's gonna know. It's gooey. Now, if you're like, a, if, you, if you jerk off two, three times a day and you're just shooting water, you're not gonna know. You're not gonna know. Just, just, just. Just seeing that some guy literally storing up seven to ten days just so he can go get that puckered bottle just right and blow his yoke. It's fucking drinking Gatorade, hydrating, taking supplements. He buys those ads you see on porn sites like shoot videos like Tommy Guns. Like, yeah, I want that pill. He's doing everything he can to make it viscous. <laughs> So that the, the twenty year old you so know, college Sandy, student, yeah, can. Oh God, <laughs> they exist. There's no way they don't. Yokers, the yokers, yokers, <laughs> yokers. Yolo Bros, a yoker. <laughs> oh, all right, bro. Oh. What you gotta do? What you gotta do? You save up that load. You don't jerk off for seven, ten days max. You really build up a good yoke, and then. You go to the best titty bar where they do the most grinding. You pick your fave, the one who knows who's going to get you there. And you shoot your load mid-song. That way she has to keep going. This could not be a more YOLO bro thing to me. Seven or ten days, all right? Get your good yoke built up. You gotta stay hydrated. It's also really good to edge. Listen. So every once in a while, <laughs> you're going to start to jerk off, get real close, then stop. Shut it down. Don't go too far, you'll get a blue ball. <laughs> when you do have to finish, you have to start all over. <laughs> Are you writing this down? <laughs> but you want to edge every couple of hours just to really get it there. Get a good yoke built up, brah. <laughs> oh, my God. A good yoke. Are you able to just do this? Yeah, I mean, I get kicked out. <laughs> It's worth it because they always let me back in. <laughs> why? Why do you do this? What? <laughs> what am I going to try to meet a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! I just like blowing loads on Randy's. <laughs> Title of the episode: Blowing loads on Randy's. <laughs> I like getting a good yoke built up or something. Get yokers. A yoke, yokers. yokers. 
Oh my god, man! It's another altogether. I I miss Yolo, bro, too, because he's definitely Banks has asked for him to come back. It was a good opportunity to. That's because Banks identifies with Yolo. Banks is Yolo. He is Yolo. That's what I said to him. How does he not know who Ben Shapiro is? I I feel I thought about this last night. A hundred percent positive that Banks has shared a Ben Shapiro video on his on his FB. He may have. He certainly shares in his opinion, whether he's aware of it or not. I mean, if you got Banks a yarmulke, mm. he's basically Ben Shapiro. If Banks was Jewish, yeah, which would be hilarious, because <laughs> then I'd be Jewish. Yeah, well, he'd be the worst Jew. <laughs> he'd be, like, you know, yeah. the self-hating Jew. Mm. It would be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, he's Yolo Bro is definitely a yoker, and and Banks 100%. Banks is a yoker. Now, you wonder if like this bitch guy. Like started out as a yoker, and that's where Yolo Bro got it. Yeah, right. But like this bitch guy realized it's kind of a shit. <laughs> this bitch has come on her leg. <laughs> it's Marco. It's mine. <laughs> Yoke. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. That's the thing. Like they all go together. It's like a team of yokers, and when yeah, they get in there, it's like midsummer. <laughs> there's two people having sex, and then there's a group around. <laughs> Yeah, it's Yolo, bro. That's when he gets the turn yeah. in the hot seat. And oh, his God. Goes, yo, 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 yo. Oh, bro. Can you imagine that, like, gathering to watch your friend come on a stripper? <laughs> in his own pants. <laughs> your, whole, your whole group of fraternity bros get up, they zip their quarter zips up in their khakis, and they walk out with fucking oyster stains on their, on their pants. All right, bro, let's go, to, let's go to the next one. Yo, bro. Yo. <laughs> They've all got spare boxers in their, <laughs> in their back pocket. Wearing chubbies and shit. It's like, yeah, wearing chubbies, yeah. Oh, fuck, oh, I'm man. sure there's a dude who wears extra short shorts at the strip club. Ugh. Let's it, let's tip, it, let's tip. it flop out oh, a little bit. man. I was telling Lee the other night, we were, we were watching um, Roadhouse, mm. and it was towards the end, and I was like, you think Patrick uh, Swayze hanged on, or hung on? I had to use past tense, of course. And uh, she's like, I don't know. He's such a tiny guy. And I was like, Hey, just for for for, for tell her, just for clarity, the smallest dude I ever saw had the biggest dick I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that's true for me as well. I mean, I actually saw it. I didn't see it, but I we spoke to enough of his girlfriends, who all had the same descriptive yeah. tale. And he was this. He sat at our lunch table. He was scrawny, like yeah. like skin and bones scrawny. But I, I'll never forget <clears throat> this girl. That he had had sex with first that I knew fairly well. She was like, oh, my God, I'm not joking. His dick is like a fucking Pringles can. He's like, wow, fuck that guy. I'm over here like twice his size, yeah. like a regular human walking around with a, as I've said before, and hat sizes, a small to medium. Yeah. It's a medium, but the S is there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I don't know how we got onto this, but I was just explaining that I had, it was, it was the same weekend that I met. Uh, this bitch guy. It was mm. that music Midtown that the, the, the girl shit on in her uh, overalls. Oh, and you saw the dick at music Midtown? Yes, yeah, not at Midtown, but he was the girl that had, I told you about, that had uh, financed this entire thing. Mm. She had bought the hotel rooms, all the yeah, liquor. Yeah, the tub full of beer. Yeah. yeah. It was her friend. The guy had lived with her. He was, when I told Lee, I was like, he was the, one of the ugliest people I ever met. He just didn't take yeah. care of himself. Mm-hmm. And so he had acne mm-hmm. real bad. And he was just stringy hair. He's got a fucking knee knocker. And so, but I, I was like, but I'm not kidding. He was barely taller than what you would consider a little person. 
and he had like the concaved chest, mm. and he was very like small and so feeble. In other words, when his body was developing, some part of his brain was like, "Just send it all to the dick." Well, I don't think his brain decided that. I think his brain was trying to keep him alive <laughs> because the rest of the everything else was going to his dick. Mm. But he uh, he got in the shower, and I walked into the bathroom, or I he, I didn't know he was in the shower, and uh, I walked into the bathroom, and he was the shower is just it just was what it was. There was not any real covering, mm-hmm. and I was like, it, it was one of those things where you it was just like, walk up and shake the congratulations. <laughs> you, well, I, I tried to explain that, like, uh, look, we've talked about this with, you know, with the club stuff. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of penises on a pretty regular basis, mm-hmm. but. Hey, bro, I just want you to know, I see dicks. Every day. Pretty often. And this. That's a good one. You know, this is different. Because <laughs> that's what it was. This was like, it was, I, uh, the word I used to describe it to Leah was jarring. <laughs> because, and this is the point to her, I was like, this penis would have been abnormally large on a seven foot black basketball player. Mm. <laughs> Just would have been. But it was on a four foot eight, barely, you know, barely, not that short, just under five feet. It just sounds like you're describing a boy now. It was. He basically looked like a kid. He, I mean, he did. And he was in that. He was, this is my this, nephew, Brandon. And in 2005, or this was like 2004 or five, he was wearing like jean fucking shorts that were too long so he just looked like a small child yeah. with tennis shoes on yeah but it, it was just this guy's barely five feet 90 pounds and 10 of its cock <laughs> i mean literally because it was just flaccid and it was almost down to his knee it was the biggest thing i've ever seen as far as a penis mm-hmm. and i remember little balls though the, i don't <laughs> again maybe but i was like i was talking to the girl that he lived with i was like because they had shared history and i was like you've had sex with with him and she was like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it sex. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I mean, I just do what I can. <laughs> I mean, I think of a woman saying that. Yeah. Like, what if, like, can you imagine, like, the, not the power, but, like, you know, you're trying to have sex. And she's like, I, I'm sorry. I just. That's the fact. I, <laughs> He's still got three quarters of a dick that he wants to put into something. Three quarters of his dick is still cold from the air. Like how how upsetting would that? He's be? a he's a sock to, to help with that. Like he puts the sock on like a sheath, yeah. like a sword sheath. That's what we'll invent. We'll invent <laughs> basically a water weaning that you heat up in the microwave so it's warm. You slide it over the portion of your massive dick that won't fit into whatever woman you're sleeping with, or that, man, or, or man. man. That way, well, a butthole might be deeper. <laughs> There's no cervix at the at the back of the butthole, as far as I know. That way you have warmth around your whole dick. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be a real bummer. I remember I I had I <laughs> once had sex in the open air in very cold weather. Ooh. And the feeling, like, when your dick comes out and it's like... 30, but you don't have this problem. You can just well, go no, right back no, into that, the that's vagina. That's my point. That's my point. The feeling when my dick came out into the air and it was freezing cold, snowy weather. Where the and then went this? into And we went into a warm... Like, the... the Vaginas are always warm, yeah. But it was noticeably warmer because of the cold air. Now imagine you have this Pringles can dick, <laughs> and two thirds of it are still in the cold air. That'd be miserable. That'd be absolutely miserable. He's down there gripping the shaft part that's not getting any vagina, mm. just holding that for warmth. He's and- like, he's like breathing <laughs> hot breath on his hands 
and rubbing the sides of his dick so it doesn't get cold. <laughs> While it's still inserted yeah. into a woman. Yeah. That's how much dick he has. That, and she's going to do all the work because he's having to make sure the rest of his dick stays warm. Yeah, I can't. It's got That's a problem. His yeah. penis was a problem. Yeah. Because he couldn't. You'd qualify, I think, for some sort of reduction surgery at that point. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, or the circus. Or the circus. Well, I, it was funny because <laughs> I was telling Leah, that it was like, there's there's a, a literary background for how jarring this penis size was. And I was telling her <laughs> that there's a there's a great book, uh, 100 Years of Solitude. It's kind of a famous book in literature. You brought it up on the pod before. Yeah, but Gabriel Garcia. Marquez and in the book there's this character this follows this family history over a hundred years, but there's just one character you never get to know because he's this young boy, he's a member of the family, the carnival comes to town, one of the carnies takes a shine to the kid, makes at some point during this very quick interaction of the book, no more than two pages, the kid pants drop. Mm. Carney takes one look at the dick and says, You're coming with us. <laughs> and that was that. Papa needs a snack. You never need, like, they're like, no, 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 no. Like, it, it, it was a lady carny, but oh, still, okay. she was like, Mama, needs a, Mama needs a snack. And it was like, that's a carny dick. Like, that, not only is that going to make me happy, yeah. but we're going to make some money off this we're fucking gonna dick. We're going to see where we can fit this thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's an idea. We're going to find somewhere to make that thing fit. But yeah, like that's how big the that that this was a mm-hmm. historical penis. This is the kind of penis. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, historical penis. Yeah. This is this is a, a penis that would have transcended. Like even in the olden days, mm-hmm. there they would have written songs about this penis. Yeah, uh, you know, I've heard porn stars in interviews say before that like the dicks they work with professionally, more often than not, are just a bit too much. Like they're doing it professionally, and they and they're and they're making their film, but in everyday life they don't go for it because it, it doesn't necessarily feel great all the time. Yeah, we've discussed this. Of course, uh, Tommy yeah. pistol sized cock just ramming into yeah. your back, you know, your into your walls. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and those are porn dicks. Yeah. You know, those are. This was the. This would have been the biggest <clears throat> dick. I've, this is still to this day the biggest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> Well, this was no. I just wanted. To, I'm just saying. I'm not. This is not gay shit. I just wanted to preface that this. That's how big this penis was. Freakishly large. Yeah. This was an un almost like I said unusable penis to the point when I said to this girl mm. like, you, you told me that you had sex with him. Right? Unusable penis. And, and he's and, and she was like, well, it's not really sex. I just I do what I can. I just kind of ride on the top. I mean, I literally yeah. <laughs> like I go until I can't. <laughs> I mean, like down yeah. on it, yeah. or in it, or, or like, and then like, yeah, I mean, what? That would suck. You know how you get in the mood, yeah. And you just like when you start, even when you're not in the mood for sex, and maybe she is, and it just starts, and then like you get in the mood, and you're like, yeah. you want to just get it. This guy can never get it. He can never just say, he can never go balls deep. He can never go balls deep unless he can he, never unleash unless he finds like that perfect pairing out there in the there world. Is a, there is a woman out there that can take it all. Yeah. I mean, they, there has to be. She might be, you know, uh, seven foot ten. Yeah. Well, I just know I read that. I read that article with the guy. I think it was Vice, which, you know, take it for a grain of salt. But he was saying that he had a abnormally large penis and it was a struggle for him to find women and he said he got to the point where it's not he wanted to struggle to find women to have sex with because he's like there's these niche groups Mm -hmm. of women that will only have sex with with monster dicks not just because of the feeling but he said that's the the turn off from from his perspective was 
I'm a guy that didn't want to be born with a monster dick. I was just born with a monster dick. Yeah, I'm not trying to be part of somebody's kink. I'm not trying to be some a part of someone's kink. Yeah. And he's like, and a lot of the times the women that were <coughs> coming back to have sex with me were coming back because they were literally coming back. They were. Uh, it wasn't about the penis. Right. Or it was about the pain. And then you and I, you know, average Dick Joe standing next to him, like, oh, poor you. <laughs> These women want to have sex with this huge <laughs> dick. Huge dick. And you just don't like it. You <laughs> want to settle down. Fuck you. You just want to get married and have kids. Oh, oh, me, poor me and my huge cock. Stay out of my neighborhood. We don't need your typer. Exactly. We don't want any of your big dicks around here. There's the guy in the neighborhood that comes in and all the women knows. He's just hanging pipe and. Um, doctor, if you're gonna take some of his dick away, <laughs> can I have some of it? Oh, you fucked Gina Davis back in the day. We get it. Oh, <laughs> with your huge dick. Oh, poor you. Yeah, poor you. <laughs> Women only like me for my huge cock. <laughs> 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 no one connects with me on an emotional level. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if you could just put the douchiest versions of us next to characters like that on news interviews. <laughs> yeah, every Vice article. Yeah, fucking, or, or just just any news story, like Jeff Bezos being interviewed about his divorce and how much money he lost. Oh, oh I lost half of your $20 oh, million. Dollars. I still have $10 billion. Oh, <laughs> I, had, I had $30 billion, now I only have 20 Oh, <laughs> And now we go to our resident assholes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like SNL characters that come on Weekend Update. Yeah, I mean, I imagine like one of the big, you know, you got a guy. He's like, oh, you can't have regular sex. So I just, you know, it's so big and they it hurts them. And if they don't like it, then they do like it. And those people are weirder because now I feel like I'm fucking someone and they like just the pain. So that's not very fun for me. So then I just started finding myself just waiting around seven to ten days. You know, getting a good yoke built up. <laughs> And then I go and do a shoe show, just blow massive fucking huge dick loads. But the thing is, it's, they're actually just regular loads. But because of my huge dick, they look like minuscule loads. So yeah. there's that. It's weird though because they don't lap dance so much as they torso dance. Because my dick's up here once it's hard. A lot of guys hide their boner under the belt. I have to hide it under my. <laughs> you know, you, you know that little thing on the back of a tie that you're supposed to stick the, the other side of the tie in. I, I put my dick in there. Real problem is when I shoot my load, it ends up going into my neck. <laughs> so to answer your original question, no, they, yeah. don't, they don't feel it. Yeah, they don't feel it. I do. I, I do. do. <laughs> they know I did it. They just don't feel it. They can see it on my, on my chin. <laughs> the life of a big dick problems. All, all seven to ten days worth. How much do you think Jim Carrey got paid for this movie? Um, less than a million dollars. <clears throat> Had to be. This is like a $10,000 roll. Because, I mean, he famously... <clears throat> wrote himself that check. Yeah, he talks about it all the time, how he manifested himself into being a millionaire. And by and he had dated it. it was, he had dated it for March 95, and March 95 is when he got paid for Dumb and Dumber. Well, he got the... He had a, a three-movie run. The big one that made him his... Right. It was... was uh, you ever done that? You ever like tried to manifest something? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen the documentaries with Jim. You know that the 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 Andy Kaufman one was big in getting this this little program off the ground. But I don't think he, he talks about one where he manifested a bicycle. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Your parents just bought you a bicycle. You wanted a bicycle, yeah. so your parents bought you a bicycle. There's, there's, there could be some coincidence there, but I know but a guy. That's not coincidence, Brent. Your parents bought you a bicycle. You wanted yeah. a bicycle. They bought you a bicycle. By that logic, every Christmas is just fucking a miracle. Yeah. I Oh, my God. I wanted a wrestling buddy, and we got two of them. I think maybe as a kid it doesn't apply, but I know an adult <clears throat> who is, points out all the time things that he... He's like, there's this thing that I needed or wanted, didn't have the money for it, but he said I just, it was on the forefront of my mind 24-7 to get towards that. And he said, and, and inevitably, whatever it may have been, all of a sudden, it's there, it's affordable, I've got the money, didn't necessarily make any extra effort to, to do it. It kind of, I mean, it, it, that's it not, happens with... That's not manifesting something. <clears throat> it is. Okay, okay, let me preface. You did manifest it. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing it in the way that Jim Carrey would have you believe. Like, I just believed. I thought it into being. Yeah. You're not thinking anything into being. You're In this, in your friend's case, mm-hmm. he decides he wants something and works incredibly hard to get it. Well, that's his point. He's not He's not working harder to get, get it. It's almost just like at some point. The but it be- you said it line, became affordable. It became affordable. So he worked towards doable. something. On a long enough timeline, you can probably get what you want. Well, it's happened to me in a very minuscule way before. There was a uh, particular pair of boots that I wanted. The and Australian boots? No, it was a pair of Alden Alden Indie boots, the same ones Indiana Jones wears, mm. but particularly in a shade of suede that they don't really make that often. Okay. But I knew I could special order them from this store in San Francisco, but to do that is like 600 bucks. I was like, there's no way. and I can't do that. It'd be, right. it'd be a waste of money. <laughs> Three years ago today, we designed America first. <laughs> Um, but I didn't let go of the idea of getting them. I really wanted to have them. And I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. And I just, it was on the forefront of my mind for days, if not weeks. And then I sold some, uh, some Indian pictures. I never know when that's going to happen. I'll just, all of a sudden my phone will vibrate and the guy who owns the store will say, Hey, I'm Venmoing you 600 bucks or Hey, I'm Venmoing you 800 bucks. And, uh, I'm listening. I got, uh, I got an $800 Venmo. And I was like, oh, man, this would be the time, but I, I can't justify buying these boots for 600 bucks. And a day later, I'm on eBay, <laughs> and there's a guy selling a gently used pair of snuff suede Alden Indie boots for 300 bucks because he bought several pairs of boots all at once. He decided he didn't want to keep these. They're my size. They're half the price they would have been if I had bought them direct. And I'm sitting on $800 that I didn't have when I originally decided I wanted them. I didn't do any work, extra work. I had just been thinking about, I want these fucking boots because the fall was coming and I needed a new pair and that's what I want. And before you know it, there they are, practically new, my size, exactly what I wanted. That's coincidence. That's not manifestation. It's just not. That's not, man. <laughs> that's not, that is not something. If you wanted to win me over, your story would have gone somewhere along the lines of, I told myself. That I would find these shoes mm-hmm. at my size mm-hmm. at half the normal price <clears throat> at a very particular time if mm-hmm. I just keep telling myself that. Yeah. I just I kept telling myself, Brent, if you wait and don't spend the six hundred, just wait until they're three hundred and they're your size on the internet. I'll just I'll just wait and believe and I'll manifest that. That's different. Yeah. You're just a guy that wanted those boots, and guess what? Um this happens every day. Mm-hmm. I just heard this story last night. My friend wanted to buy a new car. He wanted a very t- particular type of Mercedes. He wanted a very particular type of cut. Mm-hmm. He couldn't find it. So he said, you know what? I'll just wait and I'll spend the money when I when I can buy it what I want. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to just make an impulse and buy something and 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 not get what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he just waited, and then sure enough, he's like, and then all of a sudden, the last two weeks or two weeks ago, I was online, and boom, there's my car. There's the same interior I want. There's the all the accessories. There's everything I want. And just and then boom, it popped up for way less than I wanted to pay in Las Vegas. That's mm-hmm. not manifestation. That's just you being patient, and waiting to get the these. It could be. No, it isn't. That's not. It's <laughs> not. It's just not. Not in the way that Jim Carrey's talking about. Stranger things have happened. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. <laughs> I love it. I was watching. I was watching Sunny last night, man. It's. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. No. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. <laughs> D- D- Dennis, these those last seasons, those last few, he's just lost it. He's had enough with these. No, no, they haven't. <laughs> the inflection changes. I love. I watched D Day. What's well, a time machine? I watched D Day last night. It's so good when she makes him do. She makes him take off his makeup, and he's just decrepit human yeah. being. And that's the same one. Good candy. Good candy. Good candy. <laughs> I want that candy. Dennis has candy. Yes, I have candy. He's like, wait a minute. You think candy? Charlie's been on all day, and I'm feeling like <laughs> Max getting fucking jealous because Charlie. Yeah, but I mean, because he's got candy in his pocket. What? Yeah. Right. You have candy in your pocket, right? Of course, I have fucking candy in my pocket. That's not the point. That show is so priceless. If we hurry, if we go fast, we could. I could go back to your place and put a, another man. <laughs> you have makeup. I could wear makeup. We have to make this fast. Do you like? It's my turn to take. Do you like shit. hard candy? It's <laughs> my turn to take. Oh, shit. oh, oh I, I had to get away those assholes. We have to make this fast because it's my turn to take a shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's with your chest? Yeah, D made him take his <laughs> his pecs out. <laughs> it just looks vile. <laughs> looks like he could have been living in the watchtower with the witch from Robin Hood. <laughs> the painted man. Oh god, I like the the fake version from Robin when they did the spoof of that Men in Tights. Yeah, with it's Tracy Ullman. Oh it? god, Tracy yeah. Ullman's so good. <laughs> Eyeballs of a crocodile, <laughs> testicles of a newt. Guess he's a transsexual now. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it, is this the potion? I don't, I don't know. I'm just a cook. That's all it is. She was making an omelet. I fucking love that shit. of Rottenham. The uh, the witch in the in the real in the Costner one. She's fucking scary when I was a kid. You know, I need to watch that. I was telling Leah I saw it on Netflix. It doesn't hold. Up. I know. I, I assumed it wouldn't, but it's got you know it's got um, back Hans Gruber in it. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah, it's got Alan Rickman. And he's Costner, got he's Richard got a line Sider. in there I always remember when I was a kid because I didn't understand it. it mm-hmm. He uh, Rickman says to somebody, "I'll cut his heart out with a spoon." And I remember being dull, you twit. Yeah, hurt more. Yeah, but I didn't know. Like <laughs> when I heard that the first time, I was like, "Why would you cut a heart out with a spoon? Why a spoon, cousin?" And he says it. Yeah, because it's dull, you twit. Yeah, but uh, I was telling her, I was like, "Yeah, you, you'll, you're old enough to remember that was a blockbuster. Yeah, that bombed. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it made money, but I'm talking about the push." They made the Brian Adams music video. Mm-hmm. I do, I do it for who played, you. Who played Marianne? Oh, who did play Maid Marianne? Was it Gina Davis? I don't think so. If Gina Davis, I had already told, I had told Leah, I had told Leah, I wanted to watch the movie just to see how it does hold up because it had been, you know, since I was a kid that I watched. Are you pulling it up? Yeah. 
Um, I don't think it's Gina Davis. Mary yeah. Elizabeth Steenberg or Mary, uh, Mary Masterson. Mary, yeah. Well, the, Mastriano, the car, Scarface. She could, you know, if you if you squinted, you could confuse her as a young woman with uh, young Gina Davis. Kind of. Look at Brian Blessed, Lord Loxley. Where where look, are you? Look, George oh, R. Yeah. R. Martin's cousin. That's awful. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Anyways. Um, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Mastruano did not age well. Is this guy still alive? He is. Who is he? I would. I thought. I would have thought this guy would have died from from um, just over being overweight. The the doctor from uh, Richie Rich. Oh yeah, and he was also in the Hot Fizz. He was, uh, also, he was the the the, um, the therapist the uh, who puts him in a trance in office space. Way way down, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. <laughs> way. You just sat there. Like, way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he, uh, he looks like he's lost a ton of weight, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. I would have thought he he wouldn't have made it. And for those listening, it's Michael McShane. If you want to Google search who we're talking about, but uh, yeah, like like this dude right here, Michael Wincott. He was the uh, he was the the right hand man to the sheriff. Never, he's a, never seen him in anything else. Oh no, he's been in a ton of things. Click on his. Uh, he's been in some a lot of recent stuff. He typically cast as a bad guy. So if you go down. Look at his uh, IMDb, Michael Wincott. I, I can tell you right now, I, I'm thinking of the movie that he was in. He's, he gets cast in a lot of... Um, he was in Basquiat. Let me, let me go down his list. Ghost in a Shell. No, you're going to recognize some movies. Keep going down. Knight of Cups. Nothing yet. Hitchcock. Hitchcock? Is that the Will? He plays Ed Gein in Hitchcock? This can't be the same Hitchcock. Let's see. This is a great pod. Wow. Uh, that's uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, right? yeah. Go down, though. Uh, we were thinking of Hancock. Hancock. Yeah, yeah. Go down. <laughs> Keep going down. A Lonely Place for Dying. The Count of Monte Cristo. I, I recognized him. And Along Came a Spider. The, the Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Alien Resurrection. I knew he, he's been in some movies. That, I haven't seen any of those in a long time, though, so I don't, none of those are really pop, popping up. Strange Days. Yeah, he, he's been in some movies. He's in The Crow. That's funny. Panther. Not, the not, Doors. Not a lot of... Uh, and Born on the Fourth of July. Not a lot of blockbusters here. No, but I, I mean, <laughs> he's just one of those faces you do recognize. Yeah. But I think uh, this is a good place to do a wrap-up, because you you had to be out of here, and we both had to be out for yeah, family engagements. Yeah, I'm out in, in about ten minutes, so that, that works. I think it's been fun, <laughs> and for nothing else, we got the yoke. And I'll say that's a winning podcast when we come up with YOLO bro talking about the yoke. Before we go, just because it's fresh on my mind, did you know that Christian Slater was arrested for attempted murder of a police officer? No. Just, and it was days before he was supposed to start filming Very Bad Things. You remember the movie Very Bad Things? I do. It's a Pete Berg movie. Um, he had just signed his contract. I just heard an interview with Pete Berg because they were promoting this new Mark Wahlberg movie on Netflix, which I started. It's not bad. He just signed his contract to do very bad things. Pete Berg's first movie, yada yada yada, and to go out and celebrate, Christian Slater hits the town with Pete Berg, and the whole point of the story is like this is when Christian Slater was like in his prime and could still drink like you know a teenager basically, and just stay out and party all night. And Berg's like at four a.m. or whatever time, like dude, I gotta, I gotta bounce. I'm done. And uh, he wakes up the next morning to a call from his agent saying, "Have you seen the news?" And that night. Christian Slater got into a fist fight with a cop at a party, took his gun away from him and, and pointed it at him and got arrested for attempted murder of a police officer. 
and the court sent him, sent him to jail. He did jail time, but they let him wait, film very bad things so they didn't miss their deadline, and then go to jail. Uh, so surely the charges were lessened to assault on Most a police likely. officer. Yeah. But it's like, you think, like, does that happen to anybody now? Like, do we have any Kiefer Sutherland stories of just shirtless, drunken ra- ragers, Christian Slater taking a cop's gun away from him? Like, is that happening That now? age of Hollywood? No, I don't think so. I think that was, like, the, not the glory day, but that was, like, that, that, that epoch has ended. I don't think you want to pull... They're they're partying now. Like the but, Hollywood bad boys. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the Robert Downies and the and the River Phoenix is running around town. I don't think that's. Mm. I don't think that's a thing anymore. <laughs> I just. I wish it was. <laughs> I, yeah, who would it be? I don't know. I could go for a rash of overdoses though. It's like that time. Like you know how Hollywood is. Let's just get some get some, new, some celebrity new deaths in yeah. here. Like, we need new horses anyway. You know. Here comes Amy Winehouse down the stretch. <laughs> you know, like the whole thing. We could use a. I could see Zac Efron becoming uh, uh, a rager. I, I'd be happy. <laughs> That's entertaining. Like I want to see Zac Just Efron in some compromise. For yeah, a train wreck. Or like you know, impregnating two women at the same time. He's like mm-hmm. two kids on the way. Pulled a gun. My favorite is the Kiefer Sutherlands, where like they get asked about it, and it's like Kiefer Sutherland is not Robert Downey Jr. He didn't like go down this path and then disappear and then come back as Iron Man, beloved by children, he's still Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Like, he's still drinking. Is he? He's not in the news, but like every once in a while you hear a story about, yeah, he was seen out somewhere drunk. It's like, he's not like fighting cops in with no shoes and light wash jeans, shirtless on Hollywood Boulevard, but he's still drinking. I didn't like, even know that. <laughs> I didn't know Kiefer. I'd heard a family guy joke about it, but yeah. I didn't know Kiefer was so famous for, if you drunken go- revelry, yeah. I mean, if you Google those pictures, like they're always shirtless and barefoot, and like cigarette hanging from his mouth, just drunk in public, pissed off at the world. It's like why? Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I think it runs in the family because apparently Donald was a, is a bit of a drinker. As is well. that his dad? Yeah, Donald Sutherland. Okay, I didn't know if that was his dad or an uncle. You know how these Hollywood families are. Like the Barrymores, there's like nineteen yeah. of them. So. No, Donald Sutherland's his dad, who famously drank real beer during the filming the beer fest because I'm an actor. <laughs> So it's like, that's all you need to know. Like, that, the the, uh, the drunken apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Ever since that movie, uh, Eye for an Eye, he's been downhill where he played the rapist with the worst line in the history. What are you going to do? Kill me? Donald Sutherland or no, Kiefer? Kiefer. Oh, yeah, you've talked Sally about Sally Field was like, yeah. And, and it, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you raped my daughter. And then I'm going to divorce Robin Williams. <laughs> and tell Burt Reynolds to stop showing up in that damn car. Was there ever, like, a more villainous mom character from a kid's perspective than her and Mrs. Doubtfire? It's like, he's so fun. No, watch, watch, that, watch that movie now. I'm totally on Sally Field. Well, yeah, team. now, but when you're 10, you're like, oh, what a bitch. She's ruining their family. Yeah, he's she's so ruined. fun. They definitely, it definitely was a tough role for her. <laughs> like, then. if you're a kid, she just looks like Yeah, Satan. but every adult in there, even the ones that were happily, quote-unquote, married, were like, mm. yeah, fuck that dude. If I came home from work... If I'm the sole breadwinner, this dude's basically a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like I, I'm affording this house in San Francisco, which we all know now is like a seventy million dollar house that they're living in. Yeah. I'm gonna see the bill for this fucking petty. Yeah, thing. I come home to fucking a hundred nitwitted kids with, with, with donkey shit in my living room. furniture to jump around. Yeah. Fucking animals eating the <laughs> soccer cake that I brought home for the good Lawrence. The good Lawrence brother. <laughs> Forgot that was a Lawrence. The one who dated Maitland Ward, I think. 
in the Boy Meets World the college years? Well, he's telling stories now, huh? I mean, we had sex a lot. I just didn't know she liked the black ones. <laughs> Topanga? All right, let's end it on that. WFECK! Bam! 97.5. Coming up next, we got traveling weather. We got sports with Skip Madabber. Who is driving back across the country right now? Left this weekend, moving back to Atlanta. We'll have to get him in here for some real sports we'll coverage. Real sports coverage. How fun would that be if we had producer Burke and Axel? No, not saying nothing. You know, especially if it's going to be unless it's ideas. Cards. Yeah, about greeting cards. And then you got the real Skip Madaver just there waiting for a sport report that we never never do. Kind of like do. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham on uh, on that skit from SNL. I, I think this never go this, to him. this could be great. That is. <laughs> All right, Lindsey, you coming back next week, right? Yeah. We'll get to you next week. Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good for the studio though. But it'll be uh, fun to get some some other uh, figures in here. W E C K. Hey,